0: Welcome to Comic Book Keepers, where we talk about comic book characters, their history, and their impact on our lives. I'm Lance, and today I am happy to welcome a guest who is the creator of the Shaolin Moores comic book. How are you doing, Obi? I am doing great. It is a great weekend so far. <laughs> Obi and I actually met at WonderCon fairly recently, and I was walking by uh, through like the small publishing section, and I looked over the side, and I immediately was taken by this art style that was over on the side, it was this amazing mix of clearly like African, Asian cultures blended together. And immediately you knew it was like, okay, we got some power sets going on, some martial arts. And I had to speak with you. So, uh, how about you tell our listeners a little bit about what Shaolin Moore's is? So, Shaolin Moore's overall is an eight year passion project,
1: but it's basically what I would look at as pretty much the mix of like neo-African mixed with Asian culture. So it's a mixture of both of those things, but it basically was what I looked at as my view of self-love. When I first got the idea, it was about eight, nine years ago. I was going through a very rough time in my life and I wanted to get back down to me. Like what, what made me, me? And I ended up just really digging into my roots. Growing up, I was into anime, real tough, you know, drawing anime, watching anime. I loved it, you know, Dragon Ball, Naruto, the big three when they first started out. I was reading Shonen Jump, catching them every week at the store. Like I was really into it. So there was a thing that was missing for me though is that I really didn't have a lot of knowledge of my own self or anything about my own culture outside of the U.S. I I didn't really go far as like Africa or none of the other the like countries outside of that. So I was like, you know what? Let me get back to me. And that's where it started. It was like i I mixed the Shaolin, which is the Asian and then the Moors, which is the more African side. So I just
0: mashed it together, and then that's pretty much where it took off. These two things blend so well on the visuals that you had presented at at the convention. Mm-hmm. That's when I learned, oh, so we're talking Kickstarter here. you had yeah. you had you had a Kickstarter that was running, and it had maybe like, five days left i think when i Mm -hmm. first met you at the con two days after the con ended boom successful kickstarter it's getting made yeah right now for you what what are you most excited about with the comic kind of getting things rolling i think the biggest thing with getting it rolling you know any project you always want to see it
1: move forward Because, and the thing about it, the Kickstarter is bigger than just, yes, we got the funding. No, I wanted it to go to people's hands. I want people to read it. I want people to be able to digest the content, be able to give feedback. You know, things that we can take note of as, you know, moving forward because, yes, we're going our direction. You know, we're going to tell the story how we see it. But why not get feedback from the consumers? Like, hey, we put it in 97 people's hands that's a lot of feedback to come back. It was like, Hey, I liked it. You know, this was cool. You know, I like this part about it. This part was cool. Or I didn't like this part about it, you know, this, this, this. So it's things to just take mental notes to kind of be able to gauge the audience, be able to gauge people kind of really get some real feedback. And then that way, because you know, with more say majority of people loving it, Hey, that's word of mouth. Hey man, I came across this project that was awesome and you know, it's this, this and this next thing you know, 50 more people than found out, a hundred more people than found out. And it's like, it just really takes off. And it's a, it's a series that's not tailored toward what I would consider. I would consider like trauma, like stuff that's, you know, trauma-based stuff that's exclusionary. I didn't want to make a series that pretty much either made people feel bad. that had nothing to do with the past of the, the, or the, that particular history or, you know, people that do you know, Like, you know, people like me or young adults that just want to enjoy a dope series that just got characters that look like them. So it was like the perfect splash of both where it's not not doing any, it's not doing either. It's just a dope
0: story. It's got a cool plot. Boom. There we go. The thing that I really loved about the video that you had up on the Kickstarter that talked about the -hmm. series was your discussion of wanting to have inclusion to bring everyone in to share these uh, awesome stories and and also to be able to have representation for for a community that it tends to be underrepresented within like an anime setting so i I, i'm just curious if you want to speak a little bit to that about that that motivation behind creating shaolin Moores as far as being seen and what you discuss in that video
1: yeah so that's the thing is like they're the they're and i'll just say black but it's pretty much everybody a lot of us grew up watching and enjoying anime marvel dc i mean we all like it like it's, it's all very very awesome content the thing about it is you know a lot of times when seeing how mainstream does it we don't want it to be race swapped we, we don't have to, you know, even though there's like multiple universes where it's like, OK, there may be a black or Asian version of Superman or something like that's cool. But at the end of the day, the main man of Steel one is based off of a white man, which is fine. You know, hey I like Superman. that That's what he is. Batman's a white guy, rich white guy. Cool. No problem. Like, but at the same time, you got characters like Blue Marvel. These characters are black. They, they, they look that way or and that's what they are. Or Shang-Chi. He's an Asian character. He—that's what he is. Like so, it's like being able to have characters that were de, that were made and to z- design for that specific ethnicity and allowing it to be that way, without feeling the need to be like, you know what? Yeah, we want to make this, but let's let's change this up and kind of mix it up a bit. I mean, if it's if it's a genuine like, hey, we want to do that, that's cool, but. I think that there are so many ideas because in my network right now, I have, I would say, probably about 20 plus other artists that got series, amazing series, man. I'm talking like top notch quality. Uh, Matter of fact, after the interview, I'm going to send you, he actually just posted some pages recently. Oh, um, nice. Mr. Dramatic, he actually has a series called Lock, like Locks. And, I mean, it's amazing, man. It's based off Zodiac signs. Like, oh, cool. everybody got, like, Zodiacs and their Zodians. And, I mean, it's like he's, he's – he's, his next issue, he's about three issues in right now, 55 pages on this new one. I mean, he's one man doing it all. The writing, the the inking, the the uh, paneling out. I mean, and he's done work for Sonic the Hedgehog, too. So, he's taken that experience and made his own series to where – you know, it's him. It's him. If the characters look like him, it's, it's amazing. And then I got other buddies, Cam Knight, Cameron Knight. He's has got a series called clicks, which is more women based, but it's pretty much dope women characters. I have friends super mega dopey dope. He has dark Caesar. Like, I mean, the list goes on and I have a bunch of guys that have very dope, amazing stories And it's really like, and they've been working on them. It's just more or less putting it on that center stage so we all can be seen, not just for us, but to put that content out there to where, okay, there is clearly a need in the market for this. Hey, here it is right here. It already exists. It's like, hey, you know, workout deal, maybe some funding or something to be able to get this in mass production. And then we can actually fill that hole and put out these amazing stories for, you know, everybody to consume. I mean, they're, they're dope characters.
0: Yeah, that sounds amazing. I absolutely want to see all of those things. So send those yeah. my way. So w- you talked about growing up with those influences of like the Superman's, Batman's, those like comic book characters. What was what was your introduction to comics growing up?
1: I think my main introduction was Shonen Jump. I uh, I got introduced on manga, on the manga side pretty much um I was one of my uh old childhood friends, um he introduced me to Shonen Jump. And that's when Naruto Uh, One Piece and Bleach, when all of those first dropped, I was reading those back in like 2006. I think it was like 2006, 2005. I think One Piece had already been out for a while, but I think- One Piece has been out for forever. Yeah, but I think they ended up putting it in Shonen Jump some years later to where it popped up in there around about 2005 or something. But I think it's been around since like the 90s. So it's, it's been around for a long time. But I got introduced to it through that, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then, you know, the bookstore started carrying them where you can get the volumes and the issues, and then it just kind of went from there. And then I used to go to the supermarket, and that's where I used to see the Sonic comics, the uh, Spider Man comics. And I used to go over there to the store after I get a free cookie because it was always like a free cookie. And I would go over there and kind of look through the comic book section. i like, ah, oh, man, I was like, this is cool. It's like a lot of cool comics. And it was like three, four bucks. So, you know, a lot of times you kind of get them and read them. I was like, man, this is dope. So that was like my first real
0: introduction to comics. When was the moment where you realized that you wanted to create? comics to create i think as a child when you
1: can draw you always want to at least for me i always wanted to i just didn't know what it really would be about i didn't know what it was going to be consumed of like what like we matter of fact when we were drawing as kids we had a whole different ideal of what we can create it was a series my buddy was making but i helped make characters with them and it was a series called skillet and it definitely didn't take off, but I mean, it was a cool memory. <laughs> yeah. I still got the characters, you know, lying around, you know, they, they saw every so often I'd redraw them, just kind of see what they look like now. Um Sometime I've always thought about changing their ethnicity because I, you know, kind of make characters that more reflect me now. But during that time, you know, we really didn't have a, a steady actual idea. And when I came back to drawing about eight years ago, I just wanted to get back to drawing. And it's, it's like, that was something that I wasn't doing. It wasn't, I wasn't passionate about it anymore. But I, over that time, I found that love again for it. And through the years, I started getting these ideas. The universe gave me this idea where I saw Shalom Moore's. I saw it animated and everything. And it was just like, dude, this looks crazy. Like, like it, it's so fluid, it's smooth. I'm talking about it was, it was literally, it looked like Samurai Shampoo, like mixed with Afro. And I mean, it, it was like super fluid. Animation budget was definitely crazy. Like, it was nice. And when I would see stuff like Castlevania on Netflix, yes, yeah, it's like that type of speed going on in the action and stuff. And I was like, yo, this looks crazy. And every so often, I still would get visions of it where I still would see it coming. And I'm like, man, this looks crazy. So that's where the comic started. I started getting these ideas and I just started making the characters, start jotting it down. And I just noticed piece by piece through the years, it all just started falling together. And it was like, OK, this piece needs to be set up. This piece needs to be set up. The network start growing. Um, certain characters, you know, I met different artists that did commissions of characters for me. And those actually helped me be able to develop the characters better by being able to have more experienced artists drawn and how they saw them. And I took bits and pieces from those lessons that I learned and mashed it all up together. And that's where you got the look today.
0: Having it be this eight year long project now, how mm-hmm. much of the story do you feel like has kind of evolved over time? Like how much of that original story do you f- see in the image of what it is today? So the original story is actually vastly different from what, you know, it is
1: now. And I think it's because the way I view the world is vastly different. I look at, you know, there are a lot of things I've learned and a lot of hard lessons I've had to learn through life. And I saw how the world was just so negative, man. It just was, it's too much negativity. Now, I'm I'm a big believer of balance. I think that there's a a necessary good, uh, there's a need for good and evil, unfortunately, but I feel like it's been a bit too much evil. And, I mean, it's it's to the point to where it's invading kids' shows. You're seeing a little bit too much. It's like, you know, I, I don't care about a person's lifestyle, what you do at home, your personal private time as you or whatever. But I feel like it shouldn't be just thrown everywhere, like, with, like, the kids' content. And stuff. I think kids should be allowed to be kids. And over time, I was just seeing a lot of things that I would view as like, hey, this is a little bit too much right now. Let the kids be kids, and then they teens. They can kind of figure out what they want to do now. And that's just anything. That's sex. Anything. It's like, hey, it's just too much. And what led for this series is like, hey, I'm not gonna have any of that. The plan is to not have any of that. If it's something there, it's it's a reason. It's not just something just thrown in there just for, for for shot value. Right. It's actually like a lesson in it. So I was like, you know what? I want to create, I wanted to see something that was actually going to inject some good and actually be able to show some good in the world, but it also highlights what we can learn from the bad by like, hey, take this lesson and apply it to your life. I mean, that's why a lot of people read the Bible for people that are Christian based or people that are Muslim or, you know, whatever they believe in. They they have whatever manuscript or book that they read and those lessons that are in there they take those lessons and apply it to their life. right? And that's what I wanted to make a comic book to where it's like, hey, this comic book can have plenty of lessons that people can apply to their lives. It's just going to be in a different format to where when you see the characters and you see the stories and all that stuff, you're like, you know what? I actually learned something from this. I, that's actually true. Like I never didn't, I didn't
0: really think about it like that.
1: And being able to use that information and
0: be able to give it to people talking about the the people that you've like outsour- outsourced art for and how that's been influencing you as developing the story so who's who's the creative team that you're working with along with this story okay so it's mainly me rudy
1: actually rudy or self russell he actually works on the figures and the models so he does all the painting the designer he also helps with um promotion ideas as far as promo how to, the arrangement is of the tables and he also helps with the actual the actual merchandise. He he manages and pretty much has handles all of that part of the process. Philip Johnson, he handles the comic book. He's pretty much our comic book lead. He handles all of that portions. Every so often, he needs me to design something to reach out, so he'll ask me to design a character or a look, and I'll send him the looks and give those to him. Um, and We also have Julian Shaw. Julian Shaw also works on a team. He handles the inking, and, also, and then I have – Jimmy Vaughn or Super Mega Dopey Dope, and he handles the colors. So, and you actually, I, you might have actually met him at the con, but he was there too with us. He was in and out, but he handles the actual colors. So, those color pages that you got to see, he did the colors for those. And his series, his personal series, is actually Dark Caesar. The cool thing about Philip Johnson and Julian and Super, they've all actually done industry level work. So, pretty much got top tier guys working on the project as well.
0: Something cool that you actually uh, posted on social media was the fact that you also have other friends in the industry that you are kind of sharing your characters with. So one Mm -hmm. of your main characters from this series is actually going to be popping up somewhere else, correct? Yes. There's a crossover comic
1: called Battle of the Gods. We actually got some more imagery we're about to share, but that's with Jimmy Vaughn's series Dark Caesar. So we basically did a a crossover Mashup of the series where it's like Shalom Wars versus Dark Caesar, and it's basically my character King Rob versus Pops or Guardian Pops, and pretty much they both. The lesson in this whole story is that enlightenment isn't free. Enlightenment comes at a cost, and most people aren't willing to pay the cost, and the cost is going to be with this. So <laughs> 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 it's going to be a, a hard lesson to learn, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, I forgot. I, I didn't forget, but. Also, Prey Collection, he actually handles all the model work, the 3D models and the sculpts. So, he actually did all the figure models and the actual Funko designs that we have. So, Prey Collections as well. He's on the team. Yeah,
0: those those models looked incredible at the con.
1: He, man, when I give him a reference... I'm amazed at what he takes it and does with I'm like, man, dude, it's like it gives you more vision to it. It's like, man, it's like, OK, now I can really see these characters like really like video game because that's what I want to make. I want to make video games. I want to do 3D fighter style. I want to do a Tekken style fighting game. And I want to do like a Blas Blue Guilty Gear style 2D fighter. And then you know action adventure if we can get like a God of War style Devil May Cry something like that that'd be amazing like get them get all that out there and let people be able to consume the car- like the games and the characters as well like that that'd be amazing but those are on the plan as well to make happen.
0: The art style of the series is so fitting not only for like a video game but also very much for an animated adaptation because right. it 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 the pages that are out now you just feel the movement. of the art it it, you know exactly like how to follow it it's very straightforward uh and so i know that you also talked about hoping that to be a plan later down the line too as well oh
1: yes yes that's that's more or less networking (laughs) networking finding studios and you know with the animation it's going to be a budget so we got to try to um continue to make make and raise what we can and you know hopefully we can find well i can say hopefully i know we will but we'll find someone that can meet us in the middle, and then that way we can be able to push that part forward. But, you know, right now, priority is getting more of the comic done, getting those issues out there, then continue to build that fan base. And once we even have that fan base, hey, you know, it can happen. There's a project I saw on on a a popular webtoon on solo leveling. It's about to get animated now. So I'm like, hey, you know, there's a lot of things that happen out there, as long as the fan base is there. And, you know, with any project, it's all about the dollar if they see that they can make some money off of it, they'll definitely invest in it. So
0: a hundred percent with the Kickstarter. So we're getting issue zero with yes. the story. Are there plans to go on and do a Kickstarter for issue one? Like what, what's kind of the goal as far as the comic is concerned? Yeah. So
1: basically issue zero is going to be the first one. We're going to mainly push that one out there to to cons and we'll do it online as well for people that didn't pre-purchase. They'll be able to pre-order them and pretty much order later copies and we're going to have issue zero, then we're going to go to issue one. Issue one, pretty much we're going to start once we've raised a little bit of money to get the project started for issue one. And then we'll also do a Kickstarter for that one. I'll have different models and Funkos. We're also going to do an actual Kickstarter for the Funkos as well for people that want to get, get their hands on those. So um, then we're going to go to issue two. And then right now, those as far as the plans, as far as the first, we're going to have, we just got to roll out for the first three issues right now. Then as we continue to move forward, you know, things do change. So we're going to reassess, make sure that that plan is still in alignment. And if not, we'll just make the proper adjustments just to be able to keep the project moving forward.
0: Love it. I am super excited to get that issue in my hands because what I've seen so far has very much impressed me. I, I very dig the style and the aesthetic and excited to see where the story takes it right for our listeners why don't we talk a little bit about like the characters so like introducing like your main characters who we're going to be seeing in the story
1: okay so in book one so the the story will consist because the overall general story is shouting moore's but the story does consist of it's going to split into like three books i'm a big fan of jojo i love jojo's bizarre adventure but the biggest thing is like every story like each part had a different main character but all the stories prior to All mattered for that next story. And then that that story, the information mattered for the next one. So um, the main character that's going to lead in book one is Yah. You get to follow Yah. You get to watch his rise to be coming from a prince to a king, but also learning those lessons of what it takes to be an actual king. Then you go to book two, which is Azrael. You're gonna follow Azrael. This one's gonna be more music-based, so it's gonna be a lot more music-style battles, and a lot is gonna be focused real heavily on vibrations and energy. So that's that's why he has the guitar. You know, yeah. you're gonna see a lot of rock battles and stuff kind of going on, rock or rap battles. So it's gonna be a lot of dope, it's gonna be a change of pace for how the battles happen, but it's gonna be energy field, but they still have regular fights as well. But that'll be the introduction of actual music battles. Like, it's going to be very different. And then you're going to get book three, which is going to follow Koji, which his story is pretty much going to be the longest. But the main premise for that story is to actually follow him learning what learning to be accepting of other people's way of life because he, he knows his way, he learns his way, he, he pretty much learns everything he can from his grandmaster. but he's basically led on this journey to, like, you need to go visit other people and see how they live and learn. And he basically has to go find these ancient scrolls and information, and he basically has to learn, like, from these different villages and it's like 12 tribes so he has to go to each tribe learn from the grandmasters learn from the village people dress like them like really like really assimilate himself into their culture to really appreciate and learn what their culture really is like like what really makes them like what what like what makes them so different from yours and why is it so hard to accept cuz that's the thing I learned about life is a lot of times we struggle a lot with trying to make people live like us because that's comfortable. And I wanted to make that story focus more on, we're not so different. We just have different ways of viewing life. Now, there are some people that are different. They're very different. <laughs> but overall, we all have the same ideal in mind when it comes to life.
0: There's a character that the, the art style has me very excited about seeing them in action in the story. Oh, yeah. I I think the character's name is Void. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. So immediately as soon as I saw this art, it's literally like a gauntlet that looks like there there is space between his arm and the gauntlet, as yes. if there's like a portal of some sort with it. Yes. Are you able to talk a little bit about what that's gonna be? So I'll I'll give the main general premise of what that is.
1: So Void is very his family, they're tapped into because his hair is stars. So he's basically like tapped into like the galaxy, the universe itself like a black hole in a sense. So his family their their unique gift is making portals, opening portals. That's that's what they do. But Void his story will be unique because he's going to be the right hand of y'all, but you'll watch how unfortunately when you come when you're raised from different backgrounds, when envy an ego comes into the picture and you're watching someone that you admired at one point and you slowly see that, that love turn to hate. And the biggest thing about his ability is that his portal abilities far exceed anything his family's ever been able to do because of what he's able to tap into, which is a lot more darker than his family's ever been able to reach. And it's, it's reasons you'll see in the story why, but basically when he reaches in a portal, He has access to grab different weapons, different beasts, different, like, anything from this dark world. And he basically can pull them out from the other side and use them as weapons. So it's like he wants to use, say, this huge demonic sword or something. He can reach in that portal and a hand will come out with that sword. And he basically
0: can, like, wield
1: it and,
0: like, everything just as if it was in his hand. That is... Awesome. That makes me even more excited to read these issues (laughs) when you're creating a story, when, when anyone is really creating anything, I feel like it's a big opportunity to really learn about yourself. So when you were creating this story, what do you feel like you were able to learn about yourself?
1: I think the biggest thing that I was able to learn about myself, especially with the characters, because a lot of the characters are based off of different parts of me, especially Yah, Koji, and Azrael. They're basically my my main personality split in three. I just made them into three different characters and it just developed over the years to where, you know, Yah's what I would view as my more godly self, my more king side, the more royal, regal side. Azrael's my more darker, wild side. He's kind of more wild, he's fun, he's he's that's him. And then Koji's the more human side, the more humble, having a, you know, really have to to to. To battle with myself as far as okay why do i have to do this this way or why i can't be my way that's kind of more that humbling human side and the biggest thing i think that i learned or i feel that i learned from these stories is that i'm always going to be learning something new i'm always going to be learning something new yes i know i know a lot but there's i'm I, there's so much more for me to learn And the good thing that I've learned is that I'm open to learning these new lessons. I'm okay with learning somebody else's way to life. I've been learning better to listen more versus talking. That was a lesson I had to learn over these past four or five years, like learning to listen more than talk because you actually learn more when you're just listening. Or the fact that I do control the energy of my home, you know, especially with, you know, within reason. It's only so much I can control. But typically my kids are very responsive to how my energy is. So if my energy is a little offbeat or something's wrong with me, they normally can feel it and they pretty much follow suit. I feel like there's always lessons that need to be learned and I'm willing to learn those lessons so that I can be better. I don't want to be stagnant. I don't like being stagnant and I want to be able to learn and apply I want to be able to learn as much as I can and apply as many lessons as I can to myself because I want to be the best version of myself for not only for myself, but for my children and my legacy.
0: Absolutely. Life always has lessons to give. Mm. So it's important that we be ready to take those lessons because otherwise they might uh, hit us a little bit harder like the punches that will be seen in this book. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Heavy punches. (laughs) What do you hope that the readers will get from this story? Outside of the lessons, because, you know, the lessons are
1: there. Right. I hope that for people, especially artists, and I really, it's really anybody. It's not really just an artist thing that, that you know, a lot of times we ask for these things, these grand ambitions. These, we ask for things that sometimes we're not ready for. And it's like, hey, I want to be rich. Okay. How, how bad do you want it? I look at the universe because I believe in more of a, I guess my belief system is more of a universal God. It's not much different from any God, but it's basically the universe itself is everything. So from what I've learned through my life, when I speak things, I can manifest and create those things. But at the same time, it all comes down to that question. How bad do you want it? Do you right. really want this or are you just saying this? Because we can give it to you. You know, we can show you the way, but are you really ready to go through what it's going to take to really have what you said you wanted? And that's where the rubber hits the road for a lot of people. And that's things that you'll actually see with the characters. You know, you'll see characters. Hey, I want to be stronger to beat this character and this, this and that. But then when they fighting the character or, or it's a moment they're about to lose, it's like, hey, give up or die. Like, are you really do you really want to beat this character or are you going to sit here and die? Like, you got to make a choice right now. And that's what I've learned that, and that's what I want users or viewers to learn that life is choices. Life is full of choices. And the choices that you make, they lead to whatever path you're gonna go. You can look at life as like pretty much like a big RPG. You pretty yeah. much start start a new game. All right, cool, it's just me. Nobody else in the party. And then <laughs> I'm getting closer to this too. I'd have had about two, three people join me and we on the same mission, but we got different ideas of life and all of this. And now we on this too. And then there's about 10 of us on there. And it just shows you how simple, yet complicated life can be sometimes. Absolutely. And that's what I want people to learn is that be mindful of the choices that you make because certain choices you can't bounce back from. Some you'll never be able to fix. Some you can. It just might be a little harder. But I just want people to be mindful of the things that they do, the people that they meet, the way that they treat people. You know, no matter what you may think, you know, you just never know what a person, like who they're involved with, what they do, who they could be to you. I'm big on the golden rule. I think you should treat everybody as you want to be treated, which is why I'm very, I treat people with respect. I'm very cool with them, you know unless you give me a reason to disrespect you, I'm gonna treat you with respect from the jump. Like, it's just like, hey, well, you know, you seem cool. I'm not gonna think anything else why. Now I pay attention to your vibe. If I get some weird vibes from you, I don't know, something's off. But overall, just make, think about your choices.
0: Our conversation has only made me more excited To get this book in my hands. And I know that you're going to be giving updates through the Kickstarter about the progression of the story. Hopefully soon after that one gets finished, we get that announcement for that issue two coming out. So of course, we will spread the word about that on, uh, on our social media as well. Right. Is there anything that we haven't brought up that you wanted to talk a little bit about regarding this comic regarding other projects?
1: um i definitely tell people to stay tuned to my page because i've been sharing a lot of different other kickstarters there's um one kickstarter from a friend of mine her name is uh, (laughs) one of my friends she's um she has a Mm comic called flip flop which is very dope and pretty much i've been sharing it on my store she has an actual volume hers is already done like i've been watching it for a while and I ended up sharing my story, and then I have another guy, Joshua. He has another project called No Retreat, No Surrender. So it's a lot more of these con- content creators that I just want to be able to push that there are stuff out there to you know for people to check them out because they got really cool stories, characters, and I mean they're to me they're doing they're they're jumping out there and they're putting themselves out there. So I want to be able to do what I can to help them be seen or be their projects to be seen.
0: Where can our listeners find you on social media to follow about your comic and also learning about these other amazing creators?
1: Okay. So you can follow my me mainly on IG at obgamesmakerart underscore 247. That's my main IG page. You can also follow me on my website, infinitelifecreations247.com. That's my main website. That's pretty much where everything is for the most part. I do need to update it with the new Kickstarter stuff, but overall, that's my main website. And you can also follow me on IG on infinitelifecreations247.
0: Amazing. And we will have all of that information in the show notes of the show, so you can just go down, click it, and hit that follow button because there's a lot of fun things coming. Nice. It's time to close the book on our discussion of Shaolin Mars with Obi. So until next time, this is Lance. This is Obi. Reminding you to keep your friends close. But your comic books closer.